Excellent stuff. Let's go straight to him. Headlines tonight, every UK number one ever reviewed in weekly podcast, Ed Sheeran files an injunction against the concept. Three men judge songs on taste and moral viewpoints. Discarded songs are replaced by singles that only made number two, no questions asked. Money man Martin Lewis wonders if questions should be asked. New music pantheon being created from the smouldering ashes of the charts in the latest case of mindless revisionist history. We make an outside broadcaster stand in the rain. And here in the studio, I have popular music obsessive Craig Lowe and York University's Liam Maloney. Craig, if I could start with you, do you feel this is the right thing to do with the arts in general? Yes, bin them all. Thanks. Dr. Liam, if I could now shape a question to you to put you at odds with Craig's viewpoint in a crude attempt at trying to cultivate some form of balance. Defund everything. Strong words there. Hang on. Right, hang on. We've, we've got some news in. Uh, apparently a machine is about to be named and I think we can go over there live. Can we, can you hear us over there? And today's machine is called Blue Screen of Death from Above. Lovely. Might be one of yours that, Liam. Might be one of yours that, sir. Probably. Who still listens to Death from Above? <sighs> Indeed. Not me. me. Don't look forward to any fun puns from me this week. <laughs> Just make some guttural bass noises from your mouth, Craig. That's all you need. Really strong one because the machine is called Death from Above. Death from Above's first album was called um, You're a Woman, I'm a Machine. It would have been very much so many levels. Um, so many levels. But let's um, fuck right into it, shall we? Okay, so here we go. Episode 32. My first number one is unique number one. 649. It was number one for four weeks on the 28th of July 1990. So hot on well, precursoring last week's Bart Simpson melange with Michael Jackson. Um, Death from above. Any factoids for us? Ooh, one and only from 1990. And a notable Ooh. one and only. Yes. Um, this actually has quite a lot to do with last week's Simpsons sort of thing as well. Um, which is why it's notable. But no chance of either of you getting this. Okay. So let's just go right I've heard in. This, I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Total Power by Partners in Crime. It is indeed. Last 
Yeah, there was, there was no chance of anyone getting that just based on like the fact it's a one-hit wonder <laughs> in the nineties. That don't narrow anything down. Um, yes, a um, a rap tie-in for the first Turtles movie. Unfortunately, yeah. this isn't Ninja Rap from uh, Teenage Mutant uh, Turtles Two, which was called Secret Views, and that was performed by Vanilla Ice, and it was far superior. In my view, no, I don't. I think the crime wave was high. The muggy's mysterious. <laughs> Matt is wanting to stab himself. I think at this point, <laughs> we are we are deep into turtles law. Um, yeah, it's um, a shat novelty song. At best. How dare you? How dare you? The, <laughs> the, the main, the that main... was exactly, that was exactly <laughs> his reaction last time. Exactly his reaction last time. I like. I will go with you on the the Bart Simpson thing from last week. Like, I kind of get how that is, you know, kind of relevant in terms of like history and like the Simpsons were a big thing. The tie-in song for the first Turtles movie, not so yep. much. Uh, I have the soundtrack album off the back of this song alone. You ha- you have soundtrack albums to films that no one yeah, has but... seen, Craig. That doesn't. <laughs> but basically, I went looking for this one because I I I think this is a high watermark for me. This is eighties <laughs> rapid. It's fine. <laughs> Who are you? What is wrong with you? This is rapid. It's fine. <laughs> How are you doing there, Matt? What do you think to oh. um, a bit of partners in crime? It's, Listen, it's crime I, I am not age. I'm not, way. you know, m- music, music, uh, music and art is for all, but I need to draw a line somewhere. And when Mattel, basically, it's, you know, like kind of, yeah, have your cartoon shows and stuff and sell the toys to kids. Fine. Do that. Fuck off. Out of the chat. <laughs> I'll let the Simpsons slide because it's the Simpsons. Obviously, is omnipresent and and bigger. You know, it was cultural. It was a touchstone. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and the Turtles, yes, were a big thing. But fuck me, this is like it's just it's like what the fuck? I've turned CBBC off and the top of the pops has come on and it's just a continuation. Who's at number five? He man with Arco. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hated Orko. I also really hated Snarf in um, Snarf. Thundercats. He was a dick. Snarf. <laughs> Brutal put down. Yeah. Brutal's 80s cartoons put down. That's a spin off. How, how dare you? How Tune in next week you. when we go hard on Rainbow Bright. Um, <laughs> and Matt's it's it, a read that show. incorrectly. <laughs> All right, carry on. I've got nothing to say, Craig. <laughs> Any, anything else you want to say in your defence? Yeah. Nope. I mean, no, not at all. It's 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 the the song from the turtle. So any one of my age would have loved this song if they were were even vaguely into the turtles at the time. This was the whereas you said last week that do the Batman hit that peak of the Simpsons at its most popular. Hmm. This is turtles at its most popular. This is like turtle mania. The cartoon is the biggest show on TV. The film is the most anticipated film of the summer, bringing in all sorts of talent. Most notably being Jim Henson's final feature film before oh, he it? died. That's interesting. He did all the puppetry for that. So it had some big names attached to it. it and considering it was based on a kid's show, it was dark as fuck. But yeah, the song, uh, I, I mean... You better hurry up, there's no time to waste. We need help, like, quick, on the double. Have pity on the city. Man, it's in trouble. 
My second number one <laughs> is um, unique number one fourteen. Oh <laughs> no! From no. turtles, dealer, oh, dealer, hit turtles. me again with another card. There you go. You've, you've got the turtles in the fifties. You've gone bust. <laughs> yeah. So this is unique number one fourteen. It was uh, number one for the first time on the sixth of November, nineteen fifty-three. Um, Death from Above 1979 Have you got any facts for me? No additional facts It managed two weeks at number one And that was it But there is a weird thing that happens with this song, right? So this is a cover of a song called Answer Me I'm going to tell you it up front Um, It was originally produced and released by a guy called Frankie Lane In the September of 1953 but this song charted in October 1953, and this is the um, David Whitfield version. But then the Frankie Lane version is the next number one bar one, I think it's <laughs> number 115 or something like that. And it's kind of these two songs called Answer Me that keep going flipping back and forth on each other. Um, and they are the, like, they're the same song. They are, they are the same song. Yeah, yeah. Craig, um, are you ready? This is going to be this is going to be the best song we've ever heard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just what sin have I been guilty of? How you feeling, Greg? <laughs> I'm feeling that Partners in Crime is a real solid track, and <laughs> let's hope that the third track will help carry it through. Um, we're usually quite like scathing about the 50s stuff, but sometimes it yes. kind of absolutely lives up to its... Um, yeah, that, that is the 50s. Yeah, that kind of incredibly overwrought unnaturalistic presentation and yeah matt what are you grinning at <laughs> what color would the outside bin be for songs whatever whatever color it is that's what bin day it is tomorrow i feel like you know like a medical waste tub or like a sharps tub i feel like it'd be one of those you know something that's going straight to the furnace well, I can I can only hope that we have a song of blondie proportions coming again this week to help save poor old Craig and his uh, his turtles rap. You well, let's can't see. say you can't give poor old Craig. I am reveling. I am reveling in what you usually revel in here, Craig. I'm like bin bin bin. Stamp my feet. Step the furnace on. 400 degrees, throw everything in, I'm, I'm their cocks. Yeah, get in. His turtles have very slowly come home to roost. <laughs> um, so, my third number one is unique number one, 1106. Oh, fuck. It was number one on the 5th of, what's nine, September? Thank you. Yeah. Number one. Just the, the resigned nature of Craig's old fuck. <laughs> um, number one on the 5th of September 2009. Um, it is um, a featuring. It's someone oh, featuring God. someone, which is always exciting. Um, <laughs> um, let's um, ask uh, the blue screen of death if he's got any facts for us. It's been Oh and a one week wonder as well, so it has staying power. <laughs> Let's 
let's have a little listen, shall we? <laughs> Calvin Harris. It's a dizzy rascal. Oh, right. Okay. Called Holiday. He's a wife, Peter, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's... I'll try and keep this on the road while these two have a, a, a an embolism between them. Um, I, uh, it's, it's middle of the road pop dance from the late noughties. It's Dizzy Rascal at a less interesting moment. And um, they both look really sad now. They both look like you've crashed. <laughs> no, um, we've, we've, had, Matt, we've had to bring it in. We've had to rail it in. Right, yes. Matt, how are you feeling about this uh, It's got, this it's got to go in the bin. It's, it's got to go in the bin. I can't... And the thing is, I'm, I'm not cruel. I know Craig's liking for the Turtles and I will go out to bat for the songs you like, boys. I really will. And I'll always try and make this pantheon a pantheon for all. But it's just turns. Just, I'm just me, it's like a conveyor belt with a poo and then you're like, oh, I hope the next one's not a poo. And then it's like diarrhea. And then the last one, it doesn't, it's not even on a conveyor belt. It just drops on your head and it's a big wobbly one and it's awful bin. So, Matt Spinning, at the risk of um, splintering the group, Craig, how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, man, you just, it just, it's breaking my heart. It's completely, completely breaking my heart. I, I don't I love, feel good. I, I don't feel good about hearing no, this. This no. makes me sad. Uh, I, I really love that Partners in Crime track, but it's, it, I, I just can't. It's not, it's, it can't be sent, John. It's, it's, it's all got to go. It's got to go. It's just too bad. It's, it's been, the turds are too big. <laughs> well, my Unana bin is irrelevant, but it's a bin from me as well. Unabin. Unabin. Sorry, partners in crime. Well, boys, that was uh, an eventful. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we find out um, what shat we've won instead? Yay! Hey, you can't get worse. I hope you, de- I hope you deserve it. I hope you deserve it. Have I just invoked a, a, a cucumber? <laughs> Let's yes. see what we've got. <gasps> nope, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All bets are off. All bets are off. <laughs> of course, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. How is that not number one? That's crazy. How is that not number one? I don't know. Yeah. That's the best wow. number two we've had. Oh, I don't know. Born Slippy was a pretty special moment as well. Oh, we've Okay, okay. I take it back. I just got excited. But how, why, how are we still <laughs> doing this? How are we still doing this? Oh, I'm absolutely made up. Do you know what? This podcast is back on. <laughs> it's back on, guys. It's back on, baby. <laughs> Shall we crack on? Next victim. Yes. Um, since yeah. we're in our third dozen, uh, that means it's um, down to uh, Craig. Hi. To see what goods he wants to bring to the party. Shall we begin? Right, my first number one this week is unique number one, number 865. Uh, Blue screen of death from above. Is there any salient facts for this one? (laughs) 
It's been. Can I have a guess at the the, the date? Yeah, go on. Was this the uh, number one number one the week of the eighth of the seventh two thousand? You are because it's directly before one that we had in the previous episode. This is uh, directly before Matt's one from last week, which was the cause, I believe, wasn't it? Unbelievable, unbelievable. So the well, this, the, 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 the cause knocked this off the top spot. Yeah. Yes. Right. This was, this was only number one for one week as well. So this was number one from the eighth of July to year two thousand in one week. Uh, I mean, when I say that. Partners in Crime was the best of rap. Press play. <laughs> oh, Jesus. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention? The start of Eminem. No, this is the peak. I, w- I would say that this is where... This is high... This is the high watermark for Eminem. The, the real Slim Shady. This is where he has ascended from uh, Hi My Name Is and that first album. We're into the Marshall Mathers LP at this point. This is the debut song. I mean, this is probably as good as the Slim Shady character got in rap because it got a little too silly after this track and then it was discontinued altogether and Eminem went more sort of serious rap and less silly. So I think if you were going to choose an Eminem track to go in, this is the prime example I always hated this song deeply. I it, I was never a massive fan compared to the rest of the album at the time, but going back and re-listening it to it all the way through for the first time, probably in the better part of 15 years. Sorry. Hello. Uh, it's, uh, you know what? It stands up. It really does. I mean, there is a, there's a couple of really stinky uh, bars in there, but for the most part, I think it, fl- it goes quite nicely. I'll be honest. I always just hear um, Dave Spikey doing it on shoot on the <laughs> Phoenix Nights. That's always what goes through me when I hear this tune. Um, as, yeah, and I've always hated Eminem. And he's just vanilla rice. Oh, this stuff. I know it's so been like twenty odd years, but I'm still touting that. Go on, what's up, Matthew? Oh well, all will be revealed. But um, I just don't like him. I just I I, I I'm I I'm. There's certain artists who were incredibly popular that I'm really going to have to work at getting round the fact that I just don't like them. So this is something different to the Will I Am thing where I'm just willing to take the Black Eyed Peas and Will I Am out, irrespective. As Eminem songs go, this is as merit-worthy as it gets for me, but I don't like his flow. I, I don't never like mind, I never sound. minded Stan. <sighs> yeah, with Dido and Anais. Um, yeah. I, mean, I mean, strangely enough, when it comes to Eminem, who at this time was notoriously notorious for being alleged homophobic, mm. this has probably one of the most pro-gay marriage lines in a rap song 20 years either side of it. Can you quote it? Which is, there's no uh, there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope. Now you see, Craig's hitting me in my, like, left of centre wokery. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Listen, yeah. this is the reason. <laughs> yeah. He's, he should have studied law, Craig. He really should have. <laughs> I just don't like the song. 
Just don't like that's, it. That's absolutely I also, fine. I really hate that kind of nasal thing, and I understand that's like the character and the kind of thing, but it just, it really grates on me. No, that, that, that was my other thing. Perhaps it isn't his flow I don't like. Perhaps it's his, it's the delivery. It's the, anyway, look, we could go around to, you know, Craig's put up a staunch defense of it. He's, I don't know, I think there's cracks in our arguments there, Liam. There's cracks in yeah. our argument. Yeah. You've done so. well there, Craig. You've done well, mate. Thank you. Excellent. Well, let's move on swiftly to unique number one, number 281, before we go any further. Uh, Red Ring of Death from above. Is there, uh, <laughs> is there any salient facts for me on this one? It's Christmas! Oh, wonderful. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm getting the word... Nonce. I absolutely. I need a wee. That's made me need a wee. I, uh, as the great Douglas Adams said, the only thing that went through the pot of Petunia's head as it fell to earth was, oh no, not again. Why <laughs> have I been the sole proprietor of, course, yeah. of the non-Samida bin at this oh. point? Shall we Shall we underline for the, the prospective new listener what, what, is, what has actually happened here, which is... What has actually happened is that convicted paedophile Rolf Harris and his track <sighs> Two Little Boys have now sunk Marshall Mathers and whatever pro-benefits arguments I brought to that and whatever will instantly follow this immediately to the bin because his nonsery has shamed either side of it. So one of the rules that we came up with when we started this venture was um, we uh, there's no relevant artistic merit points you could put up against, say, um, Gary Glitter, uh, Rolf Harris et al. So we've kind of ring-fenced the fact if you've been convicted of uh, child sexual... Uh, misconduct then uh sorry i'm in shock i'm in complete shock i'm in complete <laughs> shock this is so the, we reckon how many so there's a few number twos We've still out got there. some glitters so it, this is this is a rare basically listener this is a rare moment and craig yeah we've only had two and both of them in 32 me. weeks and both have been you so yeah all three we don't we haven't even heard his third but they're all in the bin Christ! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Shall we ring Eminem? Don't even play. Don't even play. Don't even play. I felt. I honestly, I made it about twenty seconds into it when listening to this, and I felt dirty just listening to it. I just couldn't. I, yeah, we don't need like, to listen to Rolf Harris. We're fine. We don't. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So, unfortunately, moving on swiftly, I don't even know why we need to carry on now. So the the next one is. Well, let's see who's been kind of dragged down into yeah. the pit as well. Yeah, um, unique number one, number four hundred and twenty six. This was uh, number one for five weeks oh, from God, the nineteenth of August in the big year big of our one. Lord nineteen seventy eight. Uh, yeah, we'll give us some facts, machine. I mean, like a disco-y number? Yeah. 78? Uh, Five weeks? No, I mean, uh, if something was to go in, I mean, I could have made an argument for this, but I mean, it's wet as fuck anyway, so press play. Oh, I know this. Thanks for the time Oh, it's, um, you three times a lady. Yeah. It uh, is three times a lady by the Commodores. It is the Commodores, but unfortunately hitting the bin instantly. Wow. Well, in that case then, 
into the bin. And I'm talking nonsense. I told you I could make quick work of this one. <laughs> wow. Um, so we've got a ratch round in the number twos then. Uh, number yeah, twos have just been really good to us, so fingers crossed we get something. Nah, I deserve a cucumber. I think we deserve one. Non-Samedabin, it deserves a cucumber. I don't think we've got bad karma. Better. I think we've done the right thing. Well, let's see. Here we go. Spinderella cut it up one time. Ooh. I'll take a bit of salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. But in fairness, I don't think it's possible, is it, to get a cucumber castle after a non-Samedabin? Because anything's better than that. Everything's so. better. That was, of course, the classic Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Pepper. Not their finest moment. It's clearly shoot with um, on Vogue, but fine. Yeah, of course it um, is. Is it not? I-, I would say push it, right? I think I... Uh, I much prefer shoot. And also, what a man... Oh, what a man's on uh, Vogue, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What a man's on Vogue. What a man's killer. Yeah. But, but what do you call it? But the, the riff to push it is rocking, man. It's rocking. Yeah. Push it wins. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, that's a win. It's a win, and Craig has the title of nonce finder general at the moment. Well done, mate. You're taking them out one at a time, and I like it. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> Excellent work. That um, leaves our final contestant of the week. <laughs> our final round of the week, and because we're in our third dozen, it's up to yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mull. The elevator comes down, the doors slide open, and there they are. Unique number one, eight, six, four. Mm. Blue screen of of death from above. Do we have any further information on this one? It's been... This will have been for the or one week wonder. Can I take a guess that it was from the 1st of July in the year of LR 2000? So what's brilliant about the randomization? Well, this is this is great. There's been very few patterns, yeah. But as the weeks go by, we had the double uh, dawn. The um, yeah, yeah, Tony Orlando and Dawn, and now we've had over from the last episode into this one, we've had three number ones in a row. Oh, weird. We've had this. Into Eminem, that's just been binned, and then last week's yeah. Cars Breathless. So we've we've just knocked notched oh, three weird. out. That's really strange so this... as well because the order in which those would have given to you would be like it would be like about six at least between each one of them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really it's genuinely very strange. But there we go, Craig. So. I'll congratulate you on guessing perfectly what a date it was. It was number one for one week on the 1st of the 7th in the year 2000. It was a one-week wonder. It is a soap star sting. Do you want to have a guess, boys? Soap star. Holly Valance. Liam's gone Holly Valance. Craig's going. Kylie Minogue. Playing it safe and getting it right. Hit play. <laughs> Oh, spinning around. Yes, my friend. We're not messing about with any lesser Kylie here. Oh, keep. Insta-keep for me, that. Oh, that you going insta-keep? I, I would keep on one for that. Oh, um, it, I don't right, think no. I could convince Craig to keep on one, though, in a million no, it's, years. It, I mean, it's, it, it's no some kind of bliss. <laughs> Which definitely <laughs> didn't get to number one. But... Liam, you don't have to convince Craig. You could 
you could just sit the rest of this out. Pin your colours to the mast. We've we've already had a non-Semida bin. Let's go crazy if you if you want to just say yeah, whatever's coming after these, I'm keeping. Is it that good a song for you? Yes, it is that good a song. It is the rebirth of Kylie after the kind of the weird like light years record and. Oh no, this is Light Years. What was the record before it? Uh, it was Impossible Princess, really, wasn't it? W- which Impossible got Princess. renamed into something yeah. else. Yeah, uh, it, it was yeah. got renamed to uh, 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 self-titled another Kylie Minogue Kylie. after right. the death of uh, Princess Diana. Uh, themes of reinvention from the donkey-sized Aussie popstrel. Supposed to be cop for this. Supposed to be for Paula Abdulis. Oh, that's cool. She is, she gets a writing credit. I can totally hear that as well, by the way. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same. No, it wouldn't, but I can hear it. I can hear it. It, Do you know what? If this was for Paula Abdul circa 1987, that would have been awesome. But But where's the cartoon cast? (laughs) (laughs) That's one one for the OnlyFans. This is Kylie of the gold hot pants, isn't it? It is. Well, yes, I was about to say, so this, 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 um, this song is only possibly trumped. Only possibly trumped. I can't get you out of my head. Uh, this song reaffirms our Kyle's Oceania's answer to Madonna. And then there were, as you've mentioned, the pants. Yes, a pair of gold lame hot pants that spun everyone's head around. Am I right, lads? Yeah! British I'm gonna, National I'm going to say, even for me, yeah. <laughs> British National Newspaper, British National Broadsheet, actually, I should say, the Sunday Times deemed Kylie's bottom a, and I quote, wonder of nature. The more downmarket Sun sponsored a campaign to have, and I quote, Kylie Minogue's rear end heritage listed. <laughs> preserved for let me try and get this right because it's the sun but it's such a conflation of words it's really hard to pronounce they wanted it heritage listed preserved for posteriority so that's post posterity and posterior there you go on the grounds that it is it is isn't it on the grounds that it is an area of outstanding natural beauty readers were requested by the tabloid newspapers to persuade the government to make sure minogue's bum remains in safe hands by turning it into a national institution asses bottoms we're all on board here aren't we lads sure that doesn't fall under our purview anyway. She's Australian. That would fall under the Australian government. Oh, good point. Good point. Well, Paul, you flaming galah. It's true. So do you know about the Kylie Minogue effect? Throw it at me. Um, about breast cancer. Did she not have it? No, no, she did have it. Oh, no, she did. Right, yeah, I know it, but elucidate. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to find the stats. I can't find them off the top of my head. It, but, it was so... like something like 400%, wasn't it? Yeah. and It was ridiculous. So... So for people who aren't aware of this, obviously Kylie Minogue had breast cancer, I think about 2010, 2014, somewhere kind of around there. Um, but she was quite public about having breast cancer. And particularly in Australia, it was kind of really heavily publicised. And as a consequence of it, breast cancer screening rates in women skyrocketed. And I don't know what it is now, but at least for several years after that period, even after Kylie had kind of um, uh, was out of the woods with it, um, the rates stayed significantly higher than they had been, even though it had dropped from that ridiculous peak. Um, yeah, so Kylie Minogue is like 
her publicity of breast cancer like, literally saves loads of lives. It's Yay. awesome. Yay, Got a lot of time for Kylie Minogue. Great yeah. factoids there. Before we move on, let's get this straight. Craig, Kylie spinning around? Yes. Liam. Um, oh, genius. Yeah, the reinvention of Kylie. So are, let, let, let's get this right. Are you going on one? Yes. He's going on one. Craig, again, oh, to new listeners, let me underline Liam. Even before all my three cards have been shown, Liam has said he's keeping all three. Craig still not nailing his colours to the mast, and I know what's coming. So here we are with unique number one, six, five, five. This was number one for four weeks. Do we have any more information? Blue screen of death row above. No, but if I tell you that it was number one for four weeks, beginning on the 1st of December, 1990. Any guesses? Christmas number one in 1990. Ah, no, it's not. So let's, 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 let's do this. So it's the, it was the print Christmas. If you went to Christmas number one in 1990, what we're about to play does not turn up, but it was the Christmas number one over Christmas day, but it was not selling the most. God, this is confusing, but there you go. Let's find out. Press play. Oh, I invoked his name. You invoked him. Let's kick it. Everything's. Oh my god, yeah. And we've had partners in crime as well today, haven't we? All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Yep. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Before before we move further, can either of you gentlemen tell me what was the official Christmas number one from 1990? Oh, great question. Tough one, but eminently gettable. Clues on the artist, if you wish. Yeah, go for it. Give us yes. a point. Right, I'll give you the initials. C R. Cliff Richard. Yes. Yep. Uh, is it Mister? It will be Mister Tallwhite. No, that was two that years previous. That was two years previous. Yeah. So this is the lesser. Believe it or not, I'm looking at mistletoe and wine and saying that this is the lesser one. So it's not Millennium Prayer, obviously. No, no, that's two thousand. Yeah. No, I'm not going to get that. On a Saviour's Day. Oh, God, just open your eyes on Saviour's Day. Grim. So this is Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby, Robert Van Winkle Pinkle. What was going on there? He was legit <laughs> writing these particular dope bars back in the mid-80s. However, post-success, he looked like a novelty act and it, this pretty much killed his credibility dead. The intervening years have been kinder to RVW. He's regained some of his cred, but he will forever remain the flat top with the chart top. Wiki copyright dispute fist. The song's hook samples the bass line of the 1981 song Under Pressure. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop right there with your wiki spoiling fist facts. It samples the bass line of the 1981 song Under Pressure by Quenge and David Bowie who did not receive a writing credit or royalties from the sample. In a 1990 interview, Van Winkle claimed that the two melodies were slightly different because he'd added an extra note on the and of the fourth beat. In later interviews, after he failed to, to win the royalties battle, Van Winkle readily admitted that he'd sampled the song and claimed that the 1990 statement was a joke. Of course it was, Robbie. Settled out of court. 
I uh, I've no love for this, but I'm aware of the iconic nature of the song and its sounds and duration. Please talk about it for me and make me see the error of my ways. You want, you want me to speak about the star of Cool as Ice, the hit motion picture of 1991? <laughs> and uh, also, don't forget, doing the doing the soundtrack to... Um, Turtles, Turtles Teenage 2. Ninja Turtles 2, Cole on the Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, with ninja rap, which is strong. Uh, no, it's not. And it's no wonder his credibility was shot to bits. Yeah, he's no partners in crime, is he? <laughs> no, he certainly isn't. And you know what? As punishment for your refusal for partners in crime, I'm sorely tempted to go on two and let the fucker in. But we will see I um, what is coming down the road. I'm really... I want this to go in. I think it's kind of a moment in pop history. It's right. a bit crap. But I also think that um, the copyright dispute for it is actually a really important watershed moment. Um, yeah, and I don't hate it. Stop, collaborate and listen. I mean, it was it was no need to go to Liam because Liam's already gone on one. But Craig, you Correct. hinted it. You hinted it going on two. Yeah, uh, it's not you, happening, mate. I'm, I'm is not, it not happening? I ain't no mug. I ain't no mug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see who looks like a mug when we talk about unique number one, four hundred forty-nine, four four nine, four forty-nine. This was number one for five whole weeks do we have any further information blue screen from death blue screen of death from above it's christmas this was number one on the 15th of december 1979 so the iranu is for the fact that this realistically is the first number one of the 80s as it rolled over from oh, 79 into the 80s it's not what's that mate yeah oh sorry you said yeah. brilliantly yeah. do you know what i thought you said the reason i stopped then i thought you just went not interested and i'm like oh right <laughs> Bru- brutal brutal um yeah so this was the um the first number one of the 80s not the first original number of the 80s which i'm sure we'll cross at some point um it was as has been denoted by the noddy christmas number one for 1979 into 80 any guesses boys is it Mull of Kintyre? Oh, that's a great guess. No, not it, again, but I think that was you know, a couple of years out. I'm sure that was 77. I'm going to tell you now, I'll give you a hint. There is fuck all Christmassy about this joint. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Right. Uh... This has crossed our, our bow in the last 10 episodes. If you would like mm. to hit play. Okay. Oh, belted. We don't need no There's a really great um, Ben LeBrand remix of that on his um, Grand 12 Inches. There's also an excellent other number one of it that's already in the Pantheon. Yeah, yeah. How, how, who, who did we let this in with? Um, Eric Prids with Proper Education. Eric Prids. Yes, we did. So this was, as mentioned, the first number one of the 80s as it rolled into this most challenging of decades. It's Pink Floyd's only chance. It was Pink Floyd's first UK single since 1968. It sold over four million copies. The single is a middle chunk from an audio triptych itself removed from the album The Wall. 
And I know, what I know what you're dying to ask, boys. I know what you're dying to ask. What are the themes, Matt? Well, I'll tell you. Part one deals with the death of the protagonist's father and the metaphorical emotional wall that they build around themselves. Part two, this part, is a protest song about ends corporal punishment, rigid and abusive schooling, featuring a children's choir, Merry Christmas. Part three sees the protagonist dismiss everyone he knows as just bricks in the wall. Yeah, fuck them. Merry Christmas and welcome to the 80s. Everyone's a big bag of <laughs> the song features the faintest whiff of a disco beat at the behest of producer Bob Ezrin. In fact, it was Ezrin who was the driving force behind this becoming a single, with him extracting and extending segments and recording the children's choir. Originally, and unsurprisingly, bassist Roger Waters considered the idea a frippery and stupid. And then on playback, he immediately softened up, concluding that the version was really great. The thing is, a Pink Floyd single is like viewing a constable painting in a two-by-two two square. It does nothing for me, this, but... The sh the I'm aware that it's part of of what it's part of, so I'm aware that it, of its kind of importance, if you will. Taken as it as a as a piece, it it's all right, but part of the album, it it's something more. But that if you were to throw that argument at me, <laughs> I'd be like, hang on, it's the song. So I'm a, I'll be honest with you, I am, I'm a bit on the fence, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on the fence. Liam's already gone, yeah. right? I'm going to stay on the fence and I'm going to see what Craig says and I'm going to have to make a decision off the back of that. Excellent. Right. Well, help me out. Help you out. Okay. Uh, this is already in. I don't care what you're going to say. It might be a bad remix. It's already in. And I'm sorry, this is not Bohemian Rhapsody. It doesn't get the option to go in twice, in my opinion. But it, the, the, it, the song it, that's in previously, so Eric, Eric Prids is... I, I don't care. Oh, fucking bad education, whatever. This yeah. is this is Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the World Part 2. So they are two different songs, mate. They, they, they are, but at the same time, they're not. Uh, it's... <laughs> I need to point out, this Craig, is, actually, um, I've just checked back over yeah. the data, and it was me and you who voted to bin that block. It was my block. Me and you voted to bin. Matt voted to keep. And it was our fault that we got that shat coming out of the number yeah. twos. Because when you guys vote against me, we always get a cucumber castle. Them's the breaks. Kylie Minogue spinning around. We've got Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. We've got Pink Floyd, another brick in the world. Where are you going? I'm going in the bin. Are you, are you insane? Spinning <laughs> <laughs> uh, me, around, a distinct... Ice Ice Baby, and another brick in the wall, and you're going to bin. Uh, yes, very much so. Uh, with with purpose, uh, there are better Kylie songs. No. Just because it's disco doesn't mean it's great. Uh, Vanilla Ice, we've already proven that early 90s white rap has been deserved in this episode alone and so I can promise you the flow was better in Partners in Crime than it is in Vanilla Ice so Ben just off uh, factual consistency and another brick in the wall as you pointed is a small part of a larger piece that taken on its own is pointless uh, I don't see the point it's like taking like the bridge of another song and putting it in and going yeah that's good enough without even focusing on what the rest of it is it's not it's it may be Pink Floyd's only number one. There's better Pink Floyd, and I'm sorry, if, I, they're not. Then 
it's not good enough to get in on that technicality. Okay, let me now sway you the other way, Matt. Okay. Kylie's reinvention of herself to become a like an important, legitimate force in pop, not just like a PWL novelty, and not someone who's hanging out. I didn't talk while you talk, Greg. <laughs> oh, 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 it's all gone LBC. Um, <laughs> please have a cast this way until I'm finished, and then you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's she's no longer a PWL novelty, and she's no longer that weird goth girl hanging out um, with Nick Cave. She's like a legitimate artist in her own right, trying to do some great pop. And it's the start of stratospheric Kylie with like "Can't Get You Out of My Head." Uh, did she, did she write world. it, or was it for Paula Abdul that track? I can't remember what it's, part it of the was, artist was it's that. It's four four writers plus Paula Abdul. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's good. Um. It felt like you had a point there, but it missed me entirely. Um, uh, no different than sort of stock aching and Waterman writing tracks for her, just getting a different bunch of people to write for her. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> partners in crime. Um, didn't make it. Um, Correct. Secondly, we've got Vanilla Rice, which is shite, but quite important shite. And we've let important shite in in the past. Particularly, it's if, important you know, because you like track one and you'd already gone on it anyway. Particularly given the um, fact that this is kind of sampling and there was that big, you know, uproar about the sample with um, Bowie and Quenge. And then you've got another brick in the wall. I would like to see that other brick in the wall go in to try and somehow <laughs> marginalise that horror show that we've got in there already. To, to try and decucumber our castle? Yeah. Right, like knock the edges off it a bit. Two really, really well argued viewpoints, and it and I don't, I don't mean that. I'm not, I'm not just fluffing here, guys. Really good, and I love it when it's like this. But it's, de- it's Craig. I'm sorry, it's definitely going in. Um, the, oh, the, no. the, 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 the I know, I know, no I know, you know, I know, you know, I know, you know. But the see, see what happens when this happens because <laughs> Liam gets smoked. <laughs> No, this is, this is the point. No. So the Kylie this, song... These, I, these I, are the points where notes are made. I, dis, I disagree <laughs> with you, Craig. I, I think like that, a scoreboard. I think this... You can't get a list. I think this is peak, Kylie. I Bowie. think it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, Vanilla Ice, no interest in the slightest. And in fairness, if I'm going to singeon anything purposefully, it will be Pink Floyd's only chance. And there we go. Let that be an end to it. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> Uh, as the sole voice of reason on this show, <laughs> as has become blatantly obvious over the course of the last hour, let me just point out to you that if you want more sort of accurate facts from myself, <laughs> then you're more than welcome to... <laughs> can we can we start like a new thing? If, if this is going to be about Patreon, can we start like a new thing where it's like Craig's weekly clap back about all the mistakes that, you, that we've made? <laughs> the, we'll do the post I'll do the post show <laughs> well Liam was completely wrong this week wasn't he Craig yes Craig he totally was <laughs> just me shouting at the wall I would listen to the <laughs> shit out of that Craig. can I can I subscribe to the Patreon 
<laughs> yes, John, £2 a month is quite reasonable. <laughs> we'll give you access to all the, f- the tomfoolery on there. Just Including to a picture you of me with the lead singer of Orson. with yourself. <laughs> Don't, because I'll just record it. <laughs> I, mate, I oh would, I would literally pay for that. I would. <laughs> low on low. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like the lowdown or something. Oh, the lowdown. Low low. Yeah, Patreon. Why not? Look, give us some money. It'd be fine. Uh, you've listened to this for long enough. If you haven't, go back to the previous episode. Get all the stats. <laughs> get all the facts off that, Liam. What what great stuff didn't go in and what shit went in? Fill me in. So in the um, Craig Low focused pogrom that's occurred this week. <laughs> We have lost um, partners in crimes, total power, Boom. David Whitfield's classic, Ansomi, and a lesser dizzy rascal with Holiday, all hitting the can hard, but, got to admit, getting tears for fears, everybody wants to rule the world, that feels, yeah. That's, it feels um, great. A, a nice after-dinner mint after a really bad curry. Um <laughs> Craig's three, the real slim shady by Eminem, um, followed by well something, and the Commodores, three times a lady, were harpooned in midships and ran aground and other nautical metaphors um, on the um, jagged shores of Nonsimidabin. Unbelievable. With Rob Harris's two little boys our second Imida bin and Craig's been Imida binned twice now um, correct but again that one doesn't sting too badly maybe losing M&M's you a bit crap talk about sex but um, Commodore's nah. <laughs> but thankfully we got let's talk about sex we got a lesser salt and pepper um, but you know still push it no, but we, but in fact we, we got push it a few weeks a few episodes ago didn't we did we get push it um, maybe, maybe, possibly. I can't remember anymore. Episode three, we got push it. Oh, that's, that's why I can't remember. Pantheon. That was twenty nine episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, Craig's ire was very much stoked um, as Kylie came roller skating through in her gold lame hot pants, vanilla ices, um, plateau of hair appeared, and. <laughs> Pink Floyd reappeared in their original unmolested form. All three hitting the pantheon. Right, um, yep. that was uh, a magnificent episode. Thank you ever so much, uh, Craig. Boo. <laughs> Get over it, son. It'll be fine. You'll live to fight another day. Liam, thanks ever so much, my friend. Oh, she's salty. And what an absolute barnstorming number two single we had this week in the form of Tears for Fears is Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's what we're going to be playing out with. Listen, have a great week, and we will see you next week for more Every Number One Ever. Behave yourselves. Thank you. Bye-bye.